Welcome to the Recovering Perfectionist Podcast, where I empower you to develop sustainable habits, challenge society, and take messy action. I'm Christine, life balance coach and world champion ballroom dancer, and I believe that everyone has the power to create their very own life by design. The Recovering Perfectionist podcast was created with a mission to encourage a life of abundance by finding peace and acceptance in our own imperfections and developing healthy self-love through sustainable habits and manifestation. It's time to align with the universe for the full human experience and redefine what it really means to be successful. Uh It's too good, the secret is out and wow, Uh uh-huh. Welcome back to another episode of the Recovering Perfectionist podcast. I'm Christine, and I'm so excited because today we have our first guest, and it's my amazing brother, Alex. And we're going to be discussing the movie that had everyone talking at the end of 2020, which was the Disney Plus movie, Soul. Everyone's talking about this movie right now, like, Mm -hmm. which, which I think is so... I think it's interesting, but then yet when we watch it, I understand why. Yeah. But I think this year, so many people, I think came out in the perfect year. Yeah. First of all, I think so many people um, have gone through such a growth journey this year. So I think it was like eyes open for them when Mm -hmm. they saw this. But I think that also for you and I, like we've been doing a lot of work. So it was a lot. We were able to spot the lessons right away, I think. Yeah. Um, But that's also really helpful just to be reminded. So the people who are seeing it for the first time, they get to experience it. And we get to be reminded going into a new year. Just true. going into a new year because it just happened to come out around the holidays. That's true. But just being reminded in general is something that never hurts. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, so, I mean, the if, if you guys haven't seen Soul, first of all, like, spoiler alert, go watch the movie. Watch it. <laughs> um, definitely go watch it first. But, um, yeah, so we're just going to kind of dig deep into it's so relatable to what I like to talk about on this podcast when it comes to like being a perfectionist and like finding your purpose and just kind of like creating your life by design. Um, They just use different verbiage with it. So um, the whole theme around the movie really is basically about your purpose, right? Yeah. So I feel like that's what like the major stuff is, is like, what is it? We're all looking for our purpose in life. Yeah. And I think the misunderstanding is that our purpose is a thing. Or a, a thing that we do. Yeah, or an expectation, or sure. um, just things that are, um, we think will turn out one way, but, or we think that it will make us happy, you know? That's what yes. sometimes people put their purpose on. It's like, this is what, this is, I'll finally feel fulfilled. I'll finally feel happy if. Mm. And um, he's realizing that in this movie, that, and even he's explaining it when he becomes a mentor to 22 he explains that like, well, what's yours? Like, what's your, and then mine is this, mine is jazz, you know, mine, and I, I realized from this moment, I, now I know my purpose. And it's like. Which to me just sounds like it's his identity. Yeah. Well, he's identifying himself through that. Yeah, exactly. Which is different from a purpose. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think, you know, we've um, had conversations with a lot of the same people this year and in talking about purpose is really the purpose is really like finding yourself and what it is that you feel good about in your own skin. And and I don't think that's identified with a job 
or a, you know, because I say this all the time on my other podcast is I say, um, one of my friends can't stand when people come up to you and say, what do you do for a living? That's yeah. like the worst question to ask. Cause yeah. it's like, that's how that person is now going to identify you. And all their questions after this are going to be based off of what do you do mm, Yeah. versus true. if they just said like, what do you desire? The conversation can go in a totally different direction. Yeah. And so, yeah. right. Well, and that's kind of what I feel that he leans towards when he, cause he's on, you know, they're, they build this strong character and he knows who he is and he's, you know, he's yeah. the mentor, but he doesn't know. You know, he doesn't know. That's where, so and true. So by the end of the movie, he realizes, like, it's not about this one specific fact. After, you know, he got to live his dream and all this. It's not about what I picture it in my mind. It's about the fact that all of the little moments made up the fact that I'm living every day to its fullest. And I'm happy. Like, I took the movie for more of, like, you know, finding your purpose, yes. But also making sure you're living in the moment. And, like, what is your what is mm. going to make you happy? So at the end, you know, spoiler alert, he says, um, he says, they said, well, what are you going to do now? You know, that's mm. how they end the movie. And he goes, I don't know. As long as all I know is that I'm going to live every moment to its fullest and like mm. be in every moment and enjoy that. And it's not that he didn't become a famous pianist, that he doesn't have a purpose or he failed. It's really just based on the fact on his self-fulfillment and not everyone else's view on him. Right, because I think the reason he wanted to, like, he was so excited to tell people he was playing with Dorothea Williams and yeah. all these things, and it's like, was that the reason that you wanted to do this? Is just so you could feel, well, I mean, and then there's this whole underlying issue with his mom where he's trying to live up to her expectation yeah. of him being successful, quote-unquote. Yeah. And him being and a... And her not, not thinking that there's success in the field that he wants to go into. So he's right. trying even harder, which is just trying to convince someone else that you're successful. When if he's doing mm. what he wants, why does it matter? Uh, but then it gets tricky because I guess there's a, a sense of... It felt like there was a sense of she her, she was paying for things of him. Like, so we didn't get too deep into yeah, that. that they like, didn't pay, like giving him money for something because her or business Or supporting little, his yeah. lifestyle or something. Yeah. yeah. And like with that being said, yeah, that's trickier because like she's your mom. You, she, you, like, you don't, you don't, she doesn't want to support you forever. She wants you to land on your feet. But of course. I mean, that's just like knowing how to balance like a proper passion project and like an actual income at the same time. Right. Because when they start, he starts with, um, with the fact that he's offered a full-time position as a band teacher yeah. at the school. But like, and he doesn't want it. But a part-time position was not paying his bills? Like, sorry, right, not right, to right. rip apart the movie. No, 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 like, totally. But you know you're right. Like, was that he getting enough his... where he could, like, now also play with Dorothea Williams? Like, she said, okay, cool. He's like, well, what do we do now after they play for the first time? She goes, well, be back here tomorrow night. And you do it all over again. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, well, he teaches during the day. School's over by three. So right. so you could do both. He can do both. Right. And that's a well-organized person, you Who's, know. Who has their, you know, their steady income, but yeah. also has their passion. Until she's like, okay, we're going on the road officially. Right, and then you have to make some decisions. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, what's my, like, what's my pay? Like, um, yeah. I get that, obviously, the whole yeah, we just went movie wasn't, past a, the, whole, the whole movie wasn't about budgeting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we get that, but... Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely, yeah, I think there's something to say though about balance, mm. um, with that movie is showing that I think they could have leaned more into that and showing like, you know, it was definitely a, um, this or that situation, which yes. I think happens a lot in Disney. Like it's never like, you know, you can do both. Yeah. It's like, um, and I feel like they're like, no, you can't, 
like pick one and like make the right decision and like either follow your dreams and like be the one wonder or like have have the job that's going to make you miserable for the rest of your life when it's like then he got to realize this job isn't making me miserable I'm getting to share my gift and that's all I'm wanting Mm. so that was the nice realization for me was I had to play with Dorothea Williams to have um any sort of validation and I was like no actually I'm realizing all I wanted to do was share I want to share my passion with people so when he's sharing with 22 this whole time like Right, because that's all he's doing is he's like, I just want to share with you everything that like, let me, and then when 22 gets into his body, and he's like, you are expressing all this passion because that's what I have passion for. Yeah. And he's realizing he's been doing that the whole time with like, you know, the neighborhood, the neighbor down the street and all of his kids in his class and the girl who thinks that she doesn't have any passion, but she's only passionate about clarinet and he helps her and like, yeah, he's already doing all of that. Yeah. And he's changing people's lives is obviously what I think anyone in this world wants to do as, and I think that's what people see as validation Mm -hmm. and people just want this sort of quote unquote fame so that they can have, they can reach more masses. And I think that's just what he was trying to get at when he was realizing he was affecting enough people to satisfy himself. Like he was really changing this girl's life with clarinet, you know, and not even realizing it. And then... Because it um, just felt... It, it felt easy. And, yeah. But it wasn't as impactful as he thought it was until he actually... I think that's the thing is we need to realize like our day-to-day actions, both positive and negative, they are more impactful than we think they are because we just breeze right through them. Yeah. And we and need to take a step back. And there's definitely, I think, as you get older specifically, that you feel that you want your influence and your words to have weight. So like if you say something you want people to like wow, you're right. Like, I, I'm going to I'm gonna do that now. Like, you want to mm-hmm. change people's lives in that way. And I think he wasn't feeling that in the beginning and because he wasn't realizing it because, you know, his kids in his class weren't listening to him. And this right. wasn't, you know, and people were embarrassed and his mom, you know, doesn't mm-hmm. care about what he says. So the fact that he got a little bit of that and realizing I'm looking in the wrong spots for this and reevaluating, I think is an also a good lesson through it, is like he's living the same life he lived at the beginning of the movie He's just... He's appreciating everything differently. He's appreciating it, yeah. and he's, he's creating a voice for himself because mm. he didn't have a voice in the beginning. He didn't have a backbone. That's true. So now that he's doing that, people are Yeah, listening. because when 22 was in his body, then she stood up to the mom in his body. Yeah. And that was like... And he saw his mom's reaction. Yeah. And it was like, oh, man, I was scared to do that the whole time, but she was actually more receptive than he thought she would be. Yeah, and that's You know, just and gave a... him the suit and did the whole thing and kind of helped him support his dream. So that kind of goes into... We were talking about... Um, uh, like the best gift that you can give someone was a big lesson that came from this movie a lot of people were talking about. And a lot of people are reflecting on the fact that it's really like understanding people and just seeing them. Because mm-hmm. so many people feel like they're not seen, mm-hmm. right? So there were two instances where it was Joe and his mom. Mm-hmm. So just Joe going in all the time and feeling like his mom just wasn't seeing that he wanted to be this larger than life person mm-hmm. and feeling like, you don't see me, you know, for what I can do. You're just seeing for what I can't do or what Mm -hmm. I'm not doing. And then so then when that instance happened, when 22 stood up to her and then all of a sudden she gave him the suit and she saw him, it was like she didn't do anything really different financially or anything. Like It was just like it was almost the validation he needed to be seen and understood. And then when Joe saw 22, because nobody saw 22, they were like, oh, he's the reject, right? Mm -hmm. And she... She, right, right, right. She's the reject. And she's the one that everyone's tried to work with. Gandhi, you know, all these big yeah. people tried to work with her. And nobody can get through to her. And even though he had a mm-hmm. hidden agenda, because he was trying to get her her sticker. All she wanted was to be seen. All yeah. she wanted was to be seen. 
and well, understood heard and heard and heard yeah right because then she goes into kind of like her deep dark hole of not feeling enough which is kind of where mm-hmm. that perfectionist thing comes in which is why i really want to talk about it on the, because the the she was comparing herself to all the other souls and saying i was not enough yeah or I am not Which enough to really go down nice to Earth. a really nice way that Disney did that for their audience to show what, you know, it was a very visual to what I feel like people think that that's what it looks like in their minds. So mm. I think that was helpful for adults, actually for parents seeing their kids on how they're feeling at school with like all these people like bullying them. Like I feel like that was a great visual with all these larger than life sand characters coming up and like going over her head and yelling at her these negative things. Like yes. that's what it feels like sometimes. And yeah, they did a great job portraying that. Yeah, all the different, and like I know you said you like the abstract Jerry's. Yeah, you there was a was... lot of different animation styles in this movie, which I thought kept it really forward thinking, and I think, mm-hmm. and very, um, I mean, just super innovative and very interesting. I think, you know, everything in this film industry is getting towards like uh, making things like as realistic as possible, you know? Mm-hmm. And so this was a nice little step back. And well, because I think the things they were trying to describe are not they are abstract Mm -hmm. they can't be really realistic like we're talking about a soul we're talking about your mindset we're talking about your feelings and your emotions and all this stuff and it's like what do those things even look like we don't they don't have a they're not tangible yeah so the fact that the jerry's were looking like that and like the souls that were just kind of like floating bodies and things like that um and like you said when they were in the sand like how that how people feel when they're overwhelmed and depressed like i felt that when you were yeah. in there, I was like, holy crap. Like, that's what it feels like. They just animated it. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Yeah. I think there was one more thing that some people were saying um, that uh, job security. So s- society standards, which I think is what we had talked about a little bit um, with the mom and how she measures that versus going for your dreams and what's in your heart. And he was always trying to push for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that just relates so big back to, like I said, what we were trying to do with like, there's just more to life than just what society says is this is the template. And it's interesting that Disney is still portraying that in movies because that just goes to show what's outside in the world. Yeah. Like even though the generations, like we think, oh, millennials now are parents. You yeah. know what I mean? And they're the ones that are kind of already have that mindset. And now we have Gen Z and we have another one. And, but we're still having the conversation of like, this is society's template. And if you veer from that, you're still a little bit weird. Yeah. You know? Or you won't win. Or, or you, you fail. Right. Yeah. Or it's going to, your life is going to be so much harder. Yeah. I think the parents, I can't stand that. Parents are always like, I don't want your life to be harder. Right. Yeah. So if you're gay, if you're in an interracial relationship, if you're going to want to be in Hollywood, if you want to do all these things you know, um, or you're transgender or you're whatever, your life's always going to be harder. And it's like, is it though? Like, I feel like now yeah. it's not really that way, but yeah, some, but there's still this stigma of like the older generation that's yeah. still giving I us I mean, that. that's their conditioning. That's just what they're rooted in. Also, it's not something that they've got to, ex- they've had to experience. So they just think because their experience was this cookie cutter experience, that mm. it's going to be harder because in their eyes, it looks harder. Right. But it's like, if you just like, you're on your own path. It's none of no one's journey is easy, so it's like, and they, if they're, you know, whatever, not you know, whatever their thing is, mm. and it's already they're already built to handle it. Right. You know what I mean? Like I think like you know you're not you don't choose to be 
gay or some, you know, a different race or whatever. It's like, right. you know, that's how you're born. So you're born also with being able to handle that or situation. Or loving who you love. Yeah. Spoil alert for another awesome movie that we watched was yeah. Prom on oh, Netflix. Because yeah. that hit me hard when she said, I don't want your, when Carrie Washington said, I don't want your life to be harder. And she's like, it's already hard. Yeah. And I was like, oh. It's not, especially like, you yeah. have so many factors that they didn't grow up with. Like mm-hmm. the, the adults or like the hot, older generation is that like, they didn't have media. You know, they didn't right. have social media. They didn't have any of this stuff that is already a huge factor in it as well. So, like, everything is going to be harder. Like, mm-hmm. it's always going to get harder for our children, for everybody. So, it's like, we just have to deal with it the best that we can in order to be happy. So, it's like, if that's what makes you happy, like, do not run from that. Like, Well, right. And I think that's that's the whole message is, like, it, you're right. It is going to be harder regardless. So, why would you want it to be harder and be unhappy? Yeah. At least work the hard road or trying to make happy. it easy right and then end up that would make it harder like trying to make something happen that it's not like i know many people that try to suppress certain things that they feel mm. and it's just like that's har- way harder than just living your truth oh totally like and that's right, just because like the, ther- of, the the conversion therapies and yeah, like and this, i'm not gonna love this person because they're not part of my parents won't accept him because he's not part of my religion or whatever and yeah. it's like but now you're going to marry someone you don't love and that lifestyle is going to be way harder yeah. than just trying to live your truth with this person. And there's just, you know, you just have to hope that they'll get there one day, but, you know, maybe they won't. But if they do, that's great. But, like, then they could have just done that to begin with if they were just supported, mm. you know? So, which kind of seems like that happened in Seoul with, like, his mom, like, coming to this full circle of how quickly she changed of like, oh my God, well, let's put your dad's suit on and I'll tell you your dad. Like she was so quick after she stood up to him and, and he really fought for his passion. And that was a nice, instead of like him keeping, needing to keep convincing her throughout the movie that it was just, he was scared and he was brooded in fear of what mm-hmm. would happen and letting people down and whatever. And if, you know, once 22 was in his body and she just said it, then literally it was a conversation that probably took three minutes and she was completely mm-hmm. front row cheering him on right, with Dorothea, first, right. you know? And it's like, if he, how long did he live in fear? How right. long just was to he? Have that one just conversation. to have that one conversation that was three minutes long and he could have just had that conversation and had so much support and maybe right. been, a little, been in a different situation right now. Because the mom was scared because I guess the, the dad was a struggling musician. And never really made it. Yeah, and then it's like you want... So she's projecting. Yeah, she's projecting. And yeah. she's trying to put on him, you know, try to help him not make mistakes. And mm. that's something that I can't stand when parents or, you know, the older generation does. It's like, it's not your mistake to make or to learn. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. Right. It's really just about the mistakes that I have to make. And that's how I'm going to learn from them. So if you make me make no mistakes growing up, our parents or whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't learn from anything, they'll happen at one point in your life. So it's like yeah. they're just going to happen when there's bigger consequences. Right. So it's like they all they need to be as parents or an older generation is just be there to support you. And right, then, when they make their own mistakes, you know, I mean, I think the parents are always trying to, trying to from, teach you not to make their mistakes. And it's like, that's fine. But like they're going to make their own mistakes and let them live their truth in their life. Also, what they can't see past is it might not be a mistake for you. Mm. Like that actually might be something that works for you and just didn't work for them. Right. So now they're projecting themselves onto you and it's like. Now you're enabling your child for doing mm. something that they actually could do. Yeah. 
projection. But you know what? It's so good that like the mom had so much fear, but he was just living through his heart Mm -hmm. and he wasn't scared that it was going to be too hard. Like the minute he got that full-time position, he already knew he wasn't going to take it. Yeah. Like he was never scared to take the risk, which I appreciated that Disney showed that. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't clear, but definitely he didn't want it. Well, yeah, in referring to the job, he was always pursuing, he always knew there was a, maybe a possible chance yeah. of getting something big. I mean, big. there's also, I think, a really good message for everybody to show you that most of the major things that happen with transformative moments in this movie for him and his life happen when 22 is in his body, mm-hmm. which is someone who isn't jaded by anything yet, who is a child, who mm. is brand new and doesn't know anything. So she's kind of like, why is this wrong? That doesn't make sense why it's wrong. So it's almost an adult living from like kid circumstances or kid mindset. And that's why the conversation with the mom was so quick and easy. It's because he showed passion. He showed, right. no, this is what I want to do. Like, you need to support me. I need to support. So right. all of the big conversations really were just happening with a kid in his body. So it was showing maybe it was a nice like viewfinder of like how an adult needs to be living fearlessly like kids do. Because we lose that. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a mutual friend that talks a lot about that. Um, Jay with his saying that kids live in such joy and inspiration and then as an adult they lose all of that yeah because of society and he writes a lot of books about it yeah and it's so true yeah and this movie showed like what would happen if a kid was taken over in an, in an adult situation yep. so right was it always right maybe not but like even like even like one of my favorite parts was like the um kids quote-unquote kids curiosity right mm-hmm. and how kids just like are so wondrous with their mind you know and so he goes into the barbershop and they have this full-on incredible conversation oh my god with yeah with the barber and then he is like oh my god like and then he is trying not to talk about so the joe souls and the cat and so he's like stop talking about stop talking about that like just act normal right because he's like we only just talk about jazz yeah and then they got this amazing conversation and all and everybody was listening by the end of it and you know you could feel for those people even the hairdresser is one of the best conversations that he's had in a while and as he leaves he goes hey why have we only ever talked about jazz why have you ever told me any of that stuff and then the guy was like because you've never asked me right and it's like that's the kid curiosity that adults right. aren't curious anymore. But why but why do you think cuz I think that the reason that adults don't do that cuz we hear that a lot from like um the adults were around is that they're like, "Well, I don't want to pry." Right? I don't want to ask them something. Living in fear. That's totally. It's just that's exactly in fear. what it is. So if you can get out of your mind cuz kids don't live in fear. They don't. They live in curiosity. Right. And they live in happiness. Right. And if you are going to take offense by me saying something to you, then that's on you. Right. It's not on me. Or you just, if you feel like that's a hot button issue and they don't want to dig deep, then it's like, okay, well, yeah, let's then you backtrack. respect their privacy. And you respect that. But I think people are afraid to start, like, they're afraid to ask that question first when you meet someone for the first time, like, what do you desire? Yeah. Or what's your biggest goal, your biggest dream? And it's like, you meet someone at a networking event and they're like, I'm sorry, I just met you. Why would I tell you my deepest, darkest secrets? And it's like, Okay, I guess we could talk about the weather and what you do for a living. Yeah. Like that just get those to me are such filler conversations that go nowhere. You're not getting to know someone really. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's just gonna go in one direction. Yeah. But yeah, and then when he's like eating the pizza and all this like everything he's learning for the the first time. Mm-hmm. And as adults, we don't experience those things. We're just so used to walking outside and seeing we were talking about the blue sky today. Yeah. Right? Like we're just so used to seeing stuff like that. But then when you learn to appreciate, again, it goes back to chasing something bigger all the time but then yeah. like when he appreciated the little um what was it yeah. the little helicopter thing that started Felt floating down yeah yeah from the tree like 
those things were so mesmerizing to us when we were younger. Yeah. You know, fireflies and lightning bugs and all yeah. those things. And now it's just like, eh. I mean, he steps on his porch at the end and he says, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to live every day to the fullest. So it's like he got yeah. that kid curiosity back. And I think that was a huge message to show adults that like, I honestly think this movie, I mean, this movie is for adults, not for children. Oh, totally. And it's more so to be like, hey, like, honestly, don't let 2020 like get you down if it, if it got you down. Mm. Some people, you know, saw it as a really transformative great year. Um, is what's happening in the world great? Maybe not so much, but like there's what's happening. It's focused on like what's happening to you, you know? And it's like, if you can now stop your race, you know, race car of a life and slow down and see the helicopters coming from the trees and see the, catch mm-hmm. the lightning bugs and do that. You know, that's what we need to keep doing as adults. Right, because the 2020 caused us to slow down more. Yeah. To reflect on all of the, like, it was the pain that we all needed to see within us because if we're continuing, like you said, on the hamster wheel yeah. and we're just go, 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 then we never actually stop and see what's really going on. And so we never actually deal with our shit, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So this is the year that everyone's like... Oh, we have to deal with our shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I honestly love the movie. I highly recommend it. I think everyone will get something different from it. Mm. I think there are so many messages piled on top that I think in the writer's room, I bet they were like, is this too many? But honestly, <laughs> what's nice about it is every time, I can't wait to rewatch it because every time you watch it, you're probably going to find something new. Well, I think it depends on where you are in your life and what you, the message yeah. you need to receive. Absolutely. So that's probably why. Yeah. So yeah. find love the message that. you need to receive. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and on that note, <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Of um, guys, uh, we'll put all of the links and everything in the show notes, but definitely go watch Soul and comment on all our social media platforms. Um, leave us a review, do all the things. Yeah, let you- us know what you found from that movie specifically. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't talked about in this podcast. I'm very curious to hear other people's opinions. For sure. Yeah, because we've before we watched it, we heard so many people and they're like, oh my gosh, this was so transformative for me in this way. And it's like, you're yeah. right. Everyone gets something different from it because it's what they need. Maybe we've already gone through that yeah. lesson. Or maybe- and the shock value is really nice from going into a Disney movie thinking, oh my God, it's going to be so cute. And we're going to sing and we're going to do this. Yeah. And then like being like, oh my God, this just slapped me in the face. Like, right. It was so like deep. That, yeah. <laughs> that I think the shock value actually really helped with it too. That's awesome. Cool, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Recovering Perfectionist podcast. I'm Christine, and if this episode resonated with you or spoke to you in any way, please feel free to share. I absolutely love hearing from you guys and your thoughts about the topics based on your experiences. And also, if there's anything you want me to talk about, just screenshot this episode and share it on social media with your comments. Your feedback really helps me to curate episodes that best serve you. If you have time, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review wherever you're listening to this episode, whether on Apple or Spotify or any other platform. I'm wishing you a blessed week ahead. And remember, perfection doesn't exist. Take messy action. Healthy habits keep us balanced and you are enough.